and welcome to The Bookmark, a podcast of the Wabash Carnegie Public Library. I'm Rachel. And I'm Laura. Happy New Year, Laura. Happy New Year. Woo! You can, you can title this one, It's a New Year, Woohoo. 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 We are recording this before the New Year, obviously, and so it's a little hard. I've had a hard time putting my brain in 2022 headspace so far. I've had a hard time putting my brain in 2021 <laughs> headspace so far, <laughs> so true. I mean. Looking ahead, we have actually later in the year, but around the time of year we start looking at spring, late winter, spring for next year, and I am just having a time getting myself over 2021 and into 2022. I feel like I'm dragging, dragging myself over the line into the new year, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting and eventful this year. Let's go ahead and just kick off by talking about what's coming up in January at the library, because after that, Laura and I have an hour's worth of information to try to cram in probably to an hour and a half of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're going to fit an hour and an hour and a half? Yes. Well, then we've got plenty of room. We're, uh, we tend to go on, uh, especially about books. So yeah. we got lots of, lots of books for you today. I dare say the first time that we're going to do an extended recommendation that is all books. Yeah. Not movies or socks or anything else. I will recommend socks right now. <laughs> Okay, so first let's talk about programming because I erroneously thought that we didn't have very much in January and that is a horrible lie. (laughs) We have a ton of stuff coming in January for you. So the first thing I will say is that starting tomorrow, January 5th, and every Wednesday and Thursday thereafter in the month, we have early stages story time, we have discovery story time, So head on over to our website and see which one of those is right for your child at their age and stage of development and sign up for those because you do need to be registered for story times. Starting next week on the 10th, off of the rousing success of Chapter Book Club, there will be two separate book clubs with two separate lengths of books. Yes. So starting January 10th, we are going to be reading... Long Road on a Short Day by Gary Schmidt, and that is for our beginning level readers and their families. Mm -hmm. And then we will, the following week on the 17th, be reading Winterborn Home of Vengeance and Valor by Allie Carter, and that is on the 17th, if I didn't say that already. And they're Mm -hmm. both at 630. Yes. So... Again, we'll have the books available for you to check out. The January 10th is what we're calling Kids Book Club. And so usually I would say probably second, third grade reading level around there. But age is not the determining factor on these. Your comfortability and reading level are. So that's January 10th is Kids Book Club. January 17th is Chapter Book Club. Mm -hmm. Again, with a a little bit longer chapter book. And both of those are available in the children's room ahead of the actual event. Yes. So then on the 11th of January, which is a week from today, we have another homeschool science club. Mm -hmm. That's here at the library. And we have Charlie Creek Gardens people coming. The gardeners are coming (laughs) to talk to us about herbs and how we can use them in cooking and how they're used medicinally and all kind of herb-related things. And maybe they can tell me why my rosemary plant is just dying for no reason. (laughs) That'll be fascinating for the children. Oh my goodness, this poor (laughs) plant. So that's Homeschool Science Club on the 11th. And a little bit later in this podcast, we may have a little bit more information about Homeschool Science Club for you if you're interested. Then on the 13th, Thursday the 13th at 6 p.m., we are going to have our first call-out meeting for what we are tentatively calling D&D at WCPL. So we are going to begin running a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. At the start, it will be one Thursday night a month. That could change depending on interest and involvement level. At the outset, we are saying that D&D is for anyone 14 and older. This first meeting on the 13th is for anyone who's just interested. Mm -hmm. 
whether you are super experienced, whether you are super novice, whether you are passionate about role-playing games or you have a mild interest in them, sign up at our website for January 13th at 6 p.m. and come to the library, meet Cody, who is going to be our game master, and Laura's going to be helping him with that on some level, probably. I am an extreme novice, (laughs) but I have beautiful dice. And <laughs> they're so pretty I can't put them away. You're welcome. No, really, Rachel Rachel and her husband brought me beautiful dice and I feel so special every time I look at them. Laura and I have played D&D together the only one time she's ever played and only the second time in my life I have ever played. Really the only time I've ever played actual D&D. It was the second RPG mm-hmm. I've ever played. So yeah, we didn't die. We didn't die. We did, we, we did pretty decent. I mean, we did. We led an entire village to into their a cave. So that's D&D on the 13th. And then the only other thing out January 20th. Yes, we have a teen program on the 20th, and we are going to be taking safety pins and using a pair of pliers to open them up. And then we're (laughs) going to put beads on them and close them back up. So we're going to make beaded safety pins. So I've made them before where you open up the safety pin and all the beads fall off. Right. And you have to keep them in there, like holding them with a finger Mm -hmm. while you try and put them together. No. This method keeps the beads on the safety pin and you can make all kinds of different ones. We're going to have letter beads and we're going to have color beads and just have fun and make all kinds of them and just make a ton of them. Give them to all your friends. How very uh, 80s, early 90s of you. Okay, so I think that's everything that we have coming up in the month of January. Is that enough? I think that's enough. I think that this was enough. We're going to move on to recommendations. But Laura and I decided that since it is the beginning of January, it's the beginning of a new year, instead of talking about the books that we've been reading that we recommend, we are going to share with you some of the books that are coming up in the first few months of 2022 that we are super excited about. We cannot wait to get our hands on that we will hopefully read in the next couple of months, though no promises from me because as you will see in a couple of places on my list, there are still books from some of these authors that came out last year that I haven't gotten (laughs) to yet. So, but this, so I'm less calling this my to be read list and more calling this my, I'm so excited I can't wait for these books in 2022 list rolls off the tongue. So we have a lot of them. This is why we narrowed it down to just say, hey, like first three or four months of the year, let's yeah. don't go beyond that because I've and already got six pages of recommendations. No, it's true. And so, I had to narrow it down further. So what I did was I said, I'm not going to give you anything that I think is going to be on Oprah's top 10 book okay. lists or USA Today's top upcoming book list. I tried to find things that were books I was really looking forward to mm-hmm. that might scoot under the radar, but they also might blow up and be really, really mm-hmm. popular because they're ones that should be super popular. Good so call. if you see these hit the bestsellers list, you can just pat me on the back because I'm a genius and I knew it all along. Okay, I will kick off with a book called A Stranger's Game and it is by Wabash's own Colleen Coble who writes Christian mystery and suspense and was really kind of my introduction to the fact that there could be Christian fiction that wasn't just like 1800s romances. Mm-hmm. Also, and even before she started writing that way, she was introducing me to mm-hmm. authors that did right that way and now she's a USA Today best-selling author and writing and the sweetest human being honestly 100% yes and so this one is about a wealthy hotel heiress who has moved away and hasn't come back to Georgia where the book is based since she was little but she arranges for a job for a friend of hers at one of her family's properties and that friend who is deathly terrified of water drowns and she doesn't believe that that's an accident because this friend would not voluntarily be around water so she goes home under an alias so that nobody knows that how she's connected and starts searching for answers to her best friend's death and finding some things that tie into her mother's death 20 years earlier. She meets a man and his daughter who are rescuing baby sea turtles and they're, oh. Oh. they're there to help. And so I'm excited for that one. That one comes out tomorrow. I'm sure we will have it available tomorrow and there's probably already a waiting list on it. So check it out 
through our online catalog and put it on hold starting tomorrow. My first one is The League of Gentlewomen Witches by India Holton. That sounds amazing. It is so much fun. It's the sequel to the Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels, which you, if you didn't okay. read that, you should. I didn't, but it sounds you, you should. right up my alley. It's um, kind of a Regency era mm-hmm. um, setting, but then it's completely off the wall. It's hysterical. The um, in the Gentlewomen's Society of which or the League of Gentlewomen witches, we're talking about witches, but they would never call themselves that because right that would be improper. Right. Um, and in the Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels, they were lady pirates, oh. and they didn't like float on the sea. No, their houses could fly. Nice. So he would have them fly off in their houses and like meet for tea somewhere, and everyone would have just conspired to kill someone else but they would just sit down and have tea like nothing happened because it's not genteel to mention it honestly one of the most fantastic series ever and i can't wait for this new one um so what's happening in this one is that black barrel who was one of the earliest lady pirates Mm -hmm. and who figured out how to make houses fly has this pendant that is discovered and when this is found everybody wants it Mm -hmm. And so fighting is going to happen. And so this young lady has to uh, keep it out of the hands of the pirate guys. Uh. So, of course, romance will ensue. (laughs) These are off the wall. They're Mm -hmm. absolutely hysterical. I would say it's what would happen if you um, ran Terry Pratchett into Jane Austen at a high speed. These are so much fun. If you like a quirky book, these are the books for you and you should grab them and read them. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I can tell off the top that we are just going to have to trade lists at some point. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> you can have my notes. Um, and that's yeah, coming that out awesome. on March 15th. Okay. Well, I'm going to kind of deviate from your your idea and recommend or mention one that is going to be on pretty much every anticipated list of the next year. And that's because it is the follow-up to a very critically acclaimed novel from six years ago mm-hmm. and it they're not tied together in any way but it is a book called To Paradise by uh, Hanya Yanagihara. It is her follow-up to A Little Life which came out in 2015 which is 960 pages I think. This one's only 700 and something pages. It's going only. to be <laughs> well considering it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, it will. You will hear about it everywhere if you haven't already. But it just sounds fascinating. Mm -hmm. It spans... It's going to be phenomenal. It spans three centuries. 1893, 1993, and 2093. But it's an alternative versions of America in those three centuries. So even the... 1993 version is not going to be the America you recognize. And so I'm excited about it because it sounds a little quirky, but I mean, obviously it's going to be weighty and meaty. And if it's anything like a little life, some people will hate that it doesn't end the way they want it to. And it will be dissatisfying to some and I'll be over the moon with just language selections and things like that. So that's called To Paradise and it comes out January 11th. Yeah, and, so. and you know, with some of these that we were mentioning are going to be really popular, it's a good idea to put yourself on hold for them right now. Yes, um, These true. will end up with really, really long holds lists, mm-hmm. and if you want to get, you know, your copy in the next six months, put mm-hmm. your name on hold for mm-hmm. it. Yes, and if you want it in audio, put a request in yeah. through our website or here in the library and specify that you want e-audio if you want to try to check it out from Hoopla or Libby. Hoopla, we don't have control over what's there, yeah. but Libby, we can see mm-hmm. if we can order it ahead of time yeah. and make sure that it's available for you. So, Well, my next book is part of a series, okay. and it's part of the series The Wayward Children by Seanan McGuire. Mm-hmm. I always recommend Seanan McGuire. <laughs> I love her book so much. This one's called Where the Drowned Girls Go. And if you've read any of these other books in this series, they're set at this home for uh, wayward children. And it is uh, a sanctuary for people who have found a door into a magical or a different world, gone through that door, had adventures, seen new things, lived different lives, and then at some point fallen back into this world. And the passage back and the reality of the world we live in 
after living in that magical world is crushing and horrible and nightmarish for these kids. And so they have to go somewhere to learn how to live here again or find their door back to the world that they feel like they belong in. That sounds phenomenal. They are all phenomenal books. They are absolutely amazing and there are different realms that you can end up in Mm. you can end up in like places made of candy and everything (laughs) it's the sugar world where Mm -hmm. everything is made um candy land um you can end up in like a death dimension where everyone is perfectly still and quiet you can end up swimming like with the mermaids or running with centaurs or all these different options and one of those worlds is where the drowned girls go and basically it's a water world where you aren't necessarily breathing underwater you're a drowned girl but the world is taking place underwater and you're there and you're alive somehow even though Mm -hmm. you're not (laughs) and one of these girls has come back from this world and she has been looking for her door ever since Mm -hmm. and um, can't find it at all and is miserable and so she goes to the other school the Mm. other way which is the Whitehorn Institute which is very very different and it's um, the rule at Eleanor's school, Eleanor West school, is don't do quests. No quests. No questing. And uh, that because, you know, if you try to do that, you can die in this world. Mm-hmm. And because the rules in this world are very different from the rules in the world where you jump and you can fly. Right. So this place is very different. So, so this girl is going there. And if you haven't read the other books, I would say read those first. Mm-hmm. They're novella length, so they're not very long. I think I read the whole series in a week. Of course you did. (laughs) But they're about 100 pages. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you can can read one a day if you're Mm -hmm. me or one a week and enjoy them. So, Mm -hmm. highly recommend those. They're fantastic. That sounds great. All right. Well, my next one is going to be, I think it's the only YA on my list. And it is called The Red Palace by June Her. That's going to be amazing. That is probably, for anyone who knows me, makes sense if I tell you what it's allegedly about, but is also way off in left field in its setting for me. So it is set in 1758 in Korea. Mm-hmm. And the 18-year-old main character, Hyun, I believe, Hyun, I don't Don't look at me like I can speak Korean. (laughs) I would have to look that up. But she has earned a position as a palace nurse in the city. And that is a feat because she's an illegitimate daughter. So she just keeps her head down and keeps to herself and does not want to draw any attention to herself because that would be bad news. And then it is revealed that four women have been murdered in one night. And the prime suspect is the main character's closest friend. And so now she has to figure out what happened to clear her friend's name. And it just looks amazing. For one thing, the cover is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not supposed to judge books by their covers, but that cover is stunning. I say absolutely judge them by their (laughs) covers, and I'll tell you why. The better the cover, the more money that Mm -hmm. the publisher was willing to invest in this book. So if you find that the cover feels really great and it Mm -hmm. has embossing and gold foil on it, you Mm -hmm. know that they cared. Yeah, so true. So that's called Red Palace, and it comes out January 25th, and I am pretty excited about that one. That one's one of my, like, top five. I'm super excited about it. It's on my Kindle right now. Is it? Yes. I have, my next book is a lone nonfiction. Can you guess what nonfiction book I am excited about? True Crime Friend. Paul Holes has a book. Oh, Paul Holes has a book. It's funny because in my head I just thought, is Billy Jensen releasing another book? No. (laughs) Although his book was great. Uh Uh-huh. Paul Holes um, worked during quarantine and wrote his memoir. Is it about his entire career? Yes. It's called Unmasked, My Life-Solving America's Cold Cases. He touches on Golden State Killer, but it's not Mm -hmm. all Golden State Killer. It's focusing on all the work in the cold case squad that he did at Contra Costa County in California. So his career, if you don't know Paul Holes, actual American hero Paul Holes, which (laughs) is how I talk about him to my family, he has done all kinds of work to advance cold cases Mm -hmm. in his career in California. But now that he's retired, it's Mm -hmm. all over Mm -hmm. the nation. And um, he has a podcast with Billy Jensen. And anyway, I'm excited about that. I have the audio pre-ordered. Laura and I came to love and appreciate Paul Holes when he became the the staple hero of the My Favorite Murder podcast. Yes. And then now has a cold case inspired, unsolved mystery inspired 
podcast with Billy Jensen, who is a crime reporter. Mm -hmm. The Murder Squad is what that's called. Yes. And it's brilliant as well. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about that book. I think it's going to be great. Okay, well, my next one also comes out January 25th. It is not a nonfiction, though I do have a few of those on my list. And it is called Goliath by Tochi Onyebuche. He wrote Riot Baby. Which was great. Yes. My husband loved it. I haven't read it, but he read it on your recommendation. Yeah, I forced and him to loved read it. it. Yes. It was not the kind of book he would have picked up on no. his own. This one is set on Earth in the 2050s, which if you think about it, is 30 years from now. Like, still in our lifetime, mm-hmm. but sounds forever away. Anyway, the wealthy and the privileged have all left for space colonies. So this book explores what life on Earth is like for those who are not wealthy and privileged, for those who stay. I assume that there will be some discussions of class and race and socioeconomic casting based on the fact that that vacuum has to be filled yeah. somehow. What determines power when money doesn't determine power? Mm-hmm. I could be way off. I don't know, no, but I'm I, very excited about it. Well, I really want to read it because my nerdy lit major brain wants to pair it with Animal Farm already mm-hmm. and, and have it be like a classroom reading where you read both yeah. and and talk about that. But yeah. I have to make sure that I'm right in thinking that because he <laughs> yeah. might not focus on class in the way that I'm thinking he's going to, but um, I want yeah. to read it. I am very excited. So that one's January 25th. It's called Goliath. Also, another striking cover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that's my next one. That's fantastic. I can't mm-hmm. wait to read that one. And my next one is actually definitely going to be a bestseller. I mean, okay. There's, there's no way that it's not going to be a bestseller. And so this is my one that I'm like, yeah. I guess I have two on here that I'm – they're going to be bestsellers for uh-huh. sure. And this one is Gallant by V.E. Schwab. That's my number 10. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so good. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of um, Secret Garden meets Crimson Peak. Mm-hmm. Um, a girl is at school. She's been there for as long as she can remember and receives a letter to go to her family estate, which is Gallant. Mm-hmm. She goes. No one's expecting her. Um, her cousin is hostile and horrible to her, and the whole place is filled with these half-formed specter ghoul-type creatures. And so she's living in this strange place. She goes out, and she passes through this little space in a wall and ends up in a dark version of the house that she was just in mm-hmm. where the specters are solid and the uh, master of the house is ruling over everything. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very surreal and, and amazing. And the way V.E. Schwab writes is so poetic to begin mm-hmm. with. I can't wait for that book. I feel like it's got a touch of Secret Garden is a good shout. It's got a touch of Miss Peregrine's kind yeah. of eerie. Is that YA as well? It's YA. Okay. Um, this is the first YA title she's releasing under V.E. Schwab. Everything. That okay. She wrote one other YA and it was her her debut was The Near Witch. And if you ever right. read The Near Witch, read The Near Witch. Right. Um, but that was, I guess, no, she wrote, um, she wrote a few YA after that. But she was writing YA under Victoria Schwab and then adult under V.E. V.E. V-E. Yeah. And she's switched to writing everything under V.E. Yeah, that one's on my list. But Yes. <laughs> you can tell us about it again. Tell us why it's you okay. want to read it. I've, okay, my next one comes out February 8th. It's a nonfiction, and it's called The Lonely Hunter, Why the Search for Love is Broken. And it is written by Amy Lutkin, who, from all I can tell, her previous work is mostly in magazines and websites, for the most part. But the premise is she had gone to several parties and was tired of being asked about the state of her love life and so she went on this search to answer some questions such as why is there so much pressure to be in a relationship why is everyone so uncomfortable around single people (laughs) tell me about it why does it seem like your real life can't start until you meet the one is it possible to be single without being lonely it's a book about singleness and i am a married person but only for the last few years and i spent the majority of my adult life single and i still feel a real kinship with people who are still living in the single space and also with the understanding that that's not a transitional phase. There is satisfaction and fulfillment in relationships that are not romantic. Yes. And so this book spoke to that. I'm still incredibly mindful of it, I guess. People just experience love in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be 
the one way. And so this book is interesting to me. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be thought-provoking in a way where I'm not vibrating with excitement that this great story is coming out, but it's it speaks to a topic that is very interesting to me. So that one's called The Lonely Hunter, and it comes out February 8th. I like how you've said every single date that the books are coming out, and I have not. Here's what I'm going to do. When I do show notes on this episode, I'm going to make sure that I put the release date of each of these books alongside because I have not been a very good person (laughs) at doing that, and I apologize. But my next book is coming out March 1st. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. And this one's going to be... So is your last one. Yeah, it's there. It's right there saying March 1st. I, I have it. And then the, the Paul Hulse book is January 20th. I have oh, okay. it all written down. Have I said it? No, I have not. Because to me, the notes exist as a backup for when you have a right. panic attack, and then you just talk. So that's what Mine's I'm doing. constant. Go just ahead. constant terror. <laughs> so my next book is probably going to be a New York Times bestseller again. Okay. And if you like John Green, you should read this for sure. Okay. If you like Angie Thomas, you should read this for sure. And mm. if basically... If you like good books, you should read this. It's mm-hmm. it's All My Rage by Saba Tahir. Mm-hmm. She wrote The Ember in the Ashes Quartet and is amazing writer. Mm-hmm. And she has written a book that is um, inspired by her own childhood. She grew up in a, a motel that her parents owned. Mm-hmm. So that is what she's done here. This is set in the 90s. Um, Salahuddin and Noor's families came from Pakistan and settled in the U.S., and now everything's kind of falling apart. Noor is living with an abusive uncle, and um, Sal's mother is very unhealthy and maybe dying, and his father's dealing with that through alcoholism. And they used to have each other to hold each other mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and then there was this huge fight. It fell apart, and now they're kind of floating on their own with no one to relate to. So this is a story about friendship. It's a story about facing the monsters of your past and present Mm. and choosing what life you want going forward. So I think it's going to be phenomenal, and everyone should read this one. It sounds good. It tripped me up. The John Green and Angie Thomas tripped me up because I can't imagine two authors who are really more opposite in terms of what they write. (laughs) Well, I would say John Green because it's talking about the struggles of that era of your life. Yes. Um, You are facing adolescence and you are looking into the chasm that is adulthood and saying, can I jump that? Mm-hmm. Can I make that? Yeah. Or am, or what is my life supposed to be? Yeah. I think he writes a lot of books that are, what is my life it's, going to be? That's true. I agree. Um, but it's also dealing with racism. Mm-hmm. It's dealing mm-hmm. with immigration in this country mm-hmm. and the way that you feel as the only person of color in your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's something I have no experience of. Right, um, right. But I think that it's going to be incredibly insightful. And this is going to be the breakout work for her where people mm-hmm. are looking at her like, wow, this is an amazing, talented writer, mm-hmm. instead of saying, wow, I love this story. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I love fantasy, and I feel like uh, fantasy writers are incredibly talented. But I think sometimes we overlook their gift and focus on the story mm-hmm. and plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see... Um, how powerful Saba's writing is in this. That's cool. That's really cool. I just, I can't wait. I think it's amazing. My next offering is another nonfiction offering. And it is a very specific work of nonfiction. It is the one thing on my list that I could not contain my excitement about to the point that I told Laura about it yesterday (laughs) because I was so excited. Chuck Klosterman, he of Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, He has a new book coming out on February 8th about a subject that is so close to my (laughs) loving heart, and it is just called The 90s, and it is an exploration of the decade that was the 90s, Mm. basically the decade that people see as transitional in a lot of ways, as undefined by anything specific, but also the decade that... The way it's framed in description is it's the decade that began with the fall of the Berlin Wall and ended with the fall of the Twin Towers. And the amazing shift in in social and human consciousness that took place in between Mm -hmm. those two things. Yeah. And so I am so excited about this book in particular. I read a review about it today that had a bunch of snippets from the, the ARC. I was just like, I cannot wait. 
to get my hands on this book on February 8th, the 90s, Chuck Klosterman. From everything I've seen, if you were a teenager or a college student in the 90s, it will resonate the Mm -hmm. hardest with you. But I'm the most interested in what he has to say about it as we are the generation. You and I both pretty much within the same realm, though Laura is slightly younger than me. Geriatric millennial. (laughs) And I am firmly in Gen X territory. But... Not firmly, I'm actually right at the edge of it as well. But we are a generation who saw the world before and lived in and experienced and spoke the language of the world before the internet and also after. Yeah. And every decade, I just want everyone listening to this to know that when you, whatever age you're at, when you look back on your life, you will feel like you grew up in a decade of transition as well. Yes. It happens for all of us. The 90s is that sort of, we are... We are Gen X, the bridge between boomers and millennials, those of us who just sit back and roll our eyes at everybody, because that's the definition of our generation. But I, I will stop rambling on about it, but mm-hmm. I'm so excited to read this and remember a lot of things that happen that I have probably forgotten mm-hmm. and where their significance falls. Yeah. So... Okay, my next book is is shifting tone very quickly mm-hmm. to something much lighter and brighter and happier. So is my next one. <laughs> and it's called One True Loves by Elise Bryant. Okay. Um, she writes books that are kind of rays of sunshine, and I love her dearly. She had a book that came out um, this year called Happily Ever Afters. I guess it's last year now. Last year, <laughs> 2021, Happily Ever Afters. It was just such a joy to read. And this one is about Lenore, and Lenore is heading to NYU in the fall, but she has her summer break after senior year, and her family's going to go on this Mediterranean cruise. Ooh. They bond with this other family, and so she's thrown in with this golden boy Alex, who has his whole life planned out for 10 years, and here she is going to school with the big U of undeclared in her Mm -hmm. major field, and her parents are judging her hard, (laughs) and she's thinking, I don't want this plan, and here's this glory boy, and I kind of hate his guts, (laughs) but it's a romance, so you know how that's going to end up, and I just think this will be such a fun read, and if you like contemporary romance, this is a great one to pick up, (laughs) so that one's coming out. Where did I write it down? January 4th. Oh, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, <laughs> yes, read that. Fun. And it's connected to her previous book, but you can read them separately. Okay. You don't have to read them both. Funny enough, my next one is the only romance on my list. <laughs> it's called Meet Me in the Margins. Ooh. And it is by Melissa Ferguson. It is classified as Christian ro- contemporary Christian romance, but nothing that I read in the description of it seemed to hang heavy on that if that's a hang up for you it is about this girl savannah who is described as a low-level editor at this publishing house that only produces the most highbrow literature this is the thing that made me want to read it she is currently working on editing a book called the anthology of medieval didactic didactic poetry (laughs) that sounds so fun it made me laugh and i was just like okay so but in, in her spare time, she's secretly writing a romance novel, which is highly looked down upon mm-hmm. by her highbrow publishing. Like, that's the most lowbrow thing you can do. So she's writing it, and she finds this secret room at the publishing house where she works. And so that's where she's working on her book. And she accidentally leaves her manuscript there one day. And the next day, when she comes back to find it, somebody's made notes in the margins. And at first, she's like what is this criticism from a stranger? Who Mm -hmm. are you? Why do I need to take this from you? But she likes them and she likes the notes. And so she takes those notes and then she leaves it behind again. And this keeps happening. And then it kind of takes on this sort of flirtatious notes in the margins thing. And it feels like a very 21st century take on a secret admirer. Mm -hmm. But she has no idea who the person is who's helping her write this book that she's working on. And she doesn't want anybody to find out about it. And it sounds intriguing to me. That sounds really cute. In the most fun way. Yes. So it's called Meet Me in the Margins. And it comes out the 15th of February. That sounds so so cute. And (laughs) let me just say to all the people who are are saying, oh, romance is trash. (laughs) Romance pays for the publication. Yes. Profits from romance pay for the publication for all those highbrow books you think are fancy. 
regardless of how quote unquote highbrow or lowbrow yes. the book that you like, and sometimes you like both. I think we are both. I like both. We want to read, you know, we want to read those big books, but your your brain also needs a rest sometimes. And, it, you know, there so. are sometimes, like, I don't really watch television very much. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch movies, as you know, because mm-hmm. I've never seen anything. <laughs> One thing I do is read constantly. And if you are reading constantly, that doesn't mean you're always reading the classics or mm-hmm. highbrow literature. Right. Sometimes you want to watch, you know, the soap opera of mm-hmm. TV, but you want to read it in a book. Yeah. And you just want to be cheered up. And that's what the last two years of reading yeah. have been for me. I have read things that have brought me joy. And so sometimes, read what brings you joy and you will feel better as a person. Sometimes you want to spend your emotional energy and your mental energy immersed in Outlander or Game of Thrones and sometimes you just want to watch the Great British Bake Off. Exactly. <laughs> and you know. And some lovely people doing some lovely things and that's okay. And there's this book Rosie Palmer Takes the Cake mm-hmm. that is actually like a baking themed contemporary romance and I think it's by Alexis Hall. You should read that book. That's a ray <laughs> of sunshine right there and it's baking. So Perfect. Grab that. That is not coming out in 2022. It's already out. It's been and out. you could read it right now. Excellent. You're up. I am up. And my next book is kind of a dystopian vibe. And it Excellent. is called Bitter by Akweke Emezi. Mm-hmm. And it is set in a alternate kind of future. And Bitter is at her school eucalyptus which is this fantastic school for incredibly talented gifted kids mm-hmm. and outside the world is on fire oh. there's social injustice there's violence mm-hmm. everything is terrible and there's this growing movement towards revolution and she's sitting in there thinking well i want to stay here where it's safe mm-hmm. but i also want to help but i also want to stay here where it's safe mm-hmm. so it's seeing her next step and if you've read pet which is Amezi's first book that Mm -hmm. she's wrote for young adults you kind of know what's going to go on a little bit because uh, bitter is jam's mother and jam was the protagonist of pet these are shorter books they're very surreal they're incredible to read absolutely phenomenal pet won all kinds of awards was nominated for a national book award i have a fun one and it's for people who enjoy wizard school type books and there are many many books (laughs) like that now this is called witchlings by clarabelle ortega and it's about young witches and every year there's a ceremony it's called the black moon ceremony and all the witchlings are divided into their covens and they come into their full power and they are full-fledged witches and they go on and they do their thing seven isn't placed she's a spare Mm -hmm. And there's a group of kids that are all spares. And they're like, we are going to form our own little group. (laughs) So they try this ceremony to form a group. And it fails. So their only option to gain their full power is to take on each of them a quest. And if they fail in their quests, terrible consequences can take place. They can end up toads for all eternity. Oh, no. I mean, you don't know. And so it is a fun one. And it just looks really cute and it sounds cute. I love Clarabelle Ortega's <laughs> writing, so you should you should read that one if you if you love Wizard School books or if you love Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, those will be a good choice. Nice. Okay, my next one is also one that you'll probably hear a lot about because her last book you heard a lot about. So it's Lucy Foley who wrote The Guest List, mm-hmm. which has been on my to be read list since last year, and I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> And surprise, surprise. But she has one coming out in February called The Paris Apartment. So the guest list was, if if I am understanding correctly, <laughs> it is more of a bottle mystery about a bunch of people who go to a wedding and then someone gets murdered and it's figuring out what happened. The Paris Apartment, the main character's name is Jess, and she asks her half-brother if she can come crash in his place in Paris because she's broke or her relationship has fallen apart. She just needs a place to chill out and start over. So he kind of reluctantly agrees to let her come and stay with him in Paris. When she gets there, Ben isn't there. His house is way, or his apartment is way nicer than he should be able to afford. So she has to figure out what happened to him. She's figuring out through meeting different neighbors in his building and things like that what happened to him Mm -hmm. and so I really like the idea of these kind of 
contained mysteries and this one may not stay contained in Mm -hmm. that same way but just this idea of books that take place in a singular location like a locked room mystery yes and we kind of talked about this before and I'm not sure if I even left it in the podcast but where you've got a very set number of people Mm -hmm. that are available to you your suspect pool is small so like the movie Knives Out which if you haven't watched, you should watch that. Um, it's a select group of people, that, and the only people that could have committed this crime are in this group. Knives Out is brilliant. Oh, my goodness, yes. It's brilliant, They're, and I'm so excited for the next ones, but it is so good for that reason mm-hmm. and for the reason that you go into it thinking oh I know how these movies go exactly and it is and that's okay you're yeah. okay with it because I know how these things go mm-hmm. yeah I don't want to give anything away but Knives Out is so good um and if you don't want to watch it for the mystery watch it for the sweaters Chris Evans especially has I'm some a knitter let me tell you those are sweaters. some great sweaters that's but true. all I wanted to do for part of that movie was grab a crochet hook and fix that one because it had some problems <laughs> I know it's artistic and fashion but let me tell you, that sweater is going to fall apart. <laughs> so, yeah, The Paris Apartment comes out February 22nd. Maybe by then I'll have a chance to read the guest list. If not, I may read it first and then circle back around, but we'll see. And that's on my TBR list is as well. It, it is, yeah. because I read that description and I was like, you know what? <laughs> that sounds like a Laura book if I ever heard mm-hmm. of one. Okay, do you want me to go? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I only have one left because... Gallant is okay. I'll do has two. Been discussed already, and then so. I'll do two, and then you can do your okay. last one. Um, my next book is the last one in a series of five. <laughs> so by all means, you need to read the first one first. <laughs> um, it's called Arusha and the Nectar of Immortality. It's um, by Roshani Chokshi, Chokshi, mm-hmm. who usually writes young adult, but this is her middle grade series that she wrote under Rick Riordan presents or Riordan presents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his publishing house. So um, at long last, we have the final Pandava book. And um, if you really, if you haven't read them, you need to read them all. Aru, Minnie, and Bryn are the uh, reincarnations of these Pandava brothers who did these great feats in the mythology of the Hindu faith. Mm-hmm. So these are like um, reading about the trials of Hercules. Okay. Um, it's so cool to read about. Everybody has to fight the sleeper in his army. So mm-hmm. if you, I mean, I can't tell you much about this because if I I give you the description of what's going to happen in this book. It's going to give away the whole series. <laughs> so go read the first one. If you're in Battle of the Books, yeah, keep an eye out. <laughs> and then my next one is Mackenzie Makes It Work. And I'm going to mispronounce this author's last name, and there's nothing I can do about it because it's it's who I am as a person. I just can't do it. <laughs> it's Lisa Papa Dimitriou. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lisa. I looked everywhere for a pronunciation guide, (laughs) but I couldn't find one. And so I did my darn best. Um, And this book was for 13-year-old me. Because like my experience in seventh grade, um, Mackenzie's best friends have all decided to stop talking to her for no reason at all. Mm -hmm. She's starting middle school and they're like, bye. So she's deciding that regardless, she's going to make this year her year. She's going to help find someone for her mom. Because her mom is, is you know, lonely, she thinks. Mm-hmm. So she's going to try and match make. She's going to try and help out more. So she almost sets the kitchen on fire when she tries to cook. And she is going to make friends and just live her best life this year. And it just seems uplifting and beautiful. And it's a first in a series. And um, she seems like an artistic, cool kid. And I think that that will be lots of fun. I love that. So share it with your 13-year-olds. They need it. They do. Your 13-year-old is in the most confusing space of their entire mm-hmm. life and will spend the next couple of years not knowing what on earth is going on exactly. externally, internally, no matter, like, friend groups, personally, school. Middle school, and especially that 13 to 15 window, is so confusing. Brain development time, too. Yeah, very Because much when so. you are young, you form a bunch of, you know, a baby forms tons of neural cl- mm-hmm. connections when they're in they're like around four a bunch of them fall away mm-hmm. 
And that's why you have temper tantrums. And the same thing happens when you go into your teenage years. You have all these neural pathways that your brain says, no, we're building some new ones. Mm -hmm. So if your teenager's throwing tantrums, you know why. Mm -hmm. It's not their fault. They can't help it. Or acting like a completely different person because they're probably becoming a completely different person. They are. It is. So to find a book or any kind of thing that they can read and go, oh, somebody does recognize me. Somebody does see me. Or I see me here that's such a huge thing absolutely okay so my last one is another nonfiction. it is a christian nonfiction. last year jenny allen released a book called get out of your head by last year i mean 2020 last last year so yes the year before last and it was it was a really good look at it had some some scriptural and biblical basis but about mental health and how to kind of not even compartmentalize but how to pull yourself out of your own destructive thoughts and how to stop getting so lost inside the spiral of your own brain well she has a new book coming out february 22nd and it's called find your people building deep community in a lonely world and if you took part in my previous book discussion series or if you've listened to any of these other podcasts you know that I have somehow taken up the mantle of the personal mission of making sure people know how important I think person to person relationship and connection are and so I'm really excited about this book where she is offering in the description of it finding simple ways to press through awkward and get to authentic conversations with people understanding how conflict can strengthen relationships instead of destroying them, identifying the type of friend you are and the type of friends you need, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. Loneliness, I think, is probably one of the most devastating. We had this conversation, not to rabbit trail in a completely different direction, but during book discussion, we had a conversation about whether or not loneliness is in in and of itself a mental health issue or if it is a a byproduct of a mental health issue and I still am not a hundred percent sure where I fall on that I would say yes right (laughs) it's both yeah and I think more devastating than some people would like to believe yeah in a in a society where um we also believe that you have to make all of your decisions independent of everyone else and you do what's best for you and don't worry about anybody else and there's a degree a degree of honesty to that but I also think that there's a degree of isolation to mm-hmm. that that can be dangerous and so I'm very excited about this book I think books that can help you kind of get a foothold especially for those of us who feel super awkward Yes. Inserting ourselves <laughs> into someone else's life. Sure. And so, so Find Your People by Jenny Allen on February 22nd. That's the last one on my list. Okay, my last one is My Parents Won't Stop Talking. It's a picture book by Emma Hunsinger and Tilly Walden, who both are, um, they both work in comics. Okay. So you know that the picture book's going to be good mm-hmm. when you are working with people who are used to telling stories in a comic medium because they're just better at it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just fantastic. So this is um, Molly, and she's on the way to the park with her parents, and then they run into the neighbors. Oh. And they start having a chat, (laughs) and they'll never stop talking. Minutes feel like hours. Hours feel like days. Days feel like eons. And she's never going to get to the park in time to have fun. And so... It's just, I don't usually look at a picture book list and think, this is my favorite. I can't wait for this. Because usually with picture books, they're all so different, even if they're written by the same author, Mm -hmm. that you just wait and you see what new comes out. You read it and you think, this is the one. So I know after the book is published whether I'm going to like it or not. But this one is one I saw and I thought, this is my childhood in a book yes so i'm very excited about that one that's hilarious and there's your human connection on my list (laughs) my parents won't stop talking i much like i said john green makes me remember being a teenager that makes me remember being a small child yes (laughs) that's fantastic okay so between the two of us we gave you what 20 yeah i believe 20 recommendations for books coming out in the first three months uh, of, the new, of the new year and so we'll see beyond this if you enjoy this style let us know we can maybe in april we regroup and come up with the next three months exactly of, of releases because 
there is no shortage of books in May, especially April and May. So, but hopefully you find something. And if you do find a book that you enjoy, stop in and let us know. Somebody was just telling me yesterday that they had just finished one book that we had talked about and they were getting ready to start another one that we had talked about. I love that. And so that's exciting to us. We love hearing that. So pop in and see us and tell us what you're reading. Or if there's a book that you think we should read, let us know. Do you know a portal fantasy that I haven't read? (laughs) Please tell me. Let us know. So for this week's featured staff, we are featuring another children's room employee. So please join us in welcoming Julie Lingle. Yay! Hi, Julie. Hello. Okay, so let's start with the easiest question. What do you do here? Well, I have my hands in a lot of different (laughs) things. I am a youth services assistant, but I help to plan and create some of the story times, um, mostly the discovery story times, and we try to pair book with a flannel and a puppet play and three different discovery stations that have to do with STEM. I feel like every time I come to see you, you're doing some kind of experiment or it's putting true. together yes. some sort yes. of it's hands-on true. activity. Yes, it is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> and we're trying yeah, to figure out how to freeze a mini Lego minifigure it's in true. a block yeah. of ice. Like making yes. random crystals out of sugar. <laughs> and Julie sells herself short because she really, like, the second I turn around with a new project that I think, oh, we better start planning for this, Julie already has it done. <laughs> she has, like, planned us left and right and got us all under control and well with covid we've had to yeah kind of you know it's true then all of a sudden you have to do take-home kits or do something completely different so if you had to give up every app on your phone but three of them what would those three apps be conditional yes you can keep anything that you would normally use for your job. But also you can keep um, anything that comes standard with your phone, like your your phone call app, your <laughs> messaging app. Okay, because messaging would have been one. <laughs> that family um, group text. Yes. But we're going to get to that, I think, oh, probably. No. I, my Bible app. You know, it yeah. kind of has a little bit of everything. You can mm-hmm. do music, you can read, you can... Um, and I would probably keep Snapchat because just to see pictures of my grandsons. Okay. I was like, That's wait a minute, I know Snapchat? <laughs> Laura and I both went, wait, what? How do you I have am, a Snapchat? I am not a <laughs> social media person per se, but... What's your yeah. third one? My third one, I do, would probably say Hoopla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love listening to those books. I I just, you know, makes cleaning, mm-hmm. cooking yeah. Go yeah. so much better. No, it's there true. has not been a single person who has been asked that question yet that has not included Hoopla or some way to play audiobooks. Yeah. It, I mean, it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. It's vital yes. and necessary. It is. It is. Well, I'm going to ask the best question, Julie, because okay. I think I know the answer. What's your favorite thing right now? <laughs> I saved that for you on yeah. purpose. My two little grandsons. I figured, maybe. Yes. What are their names? Thatcher is almost two and a half, and Henley is five months old, and entertainment beyond. Yeah, a lot of fun. And you get, they don't live right here, but you get to see them fairly often, yes. right? Yes. Um, if I go past three weeks, it's hard on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, three hours away. So, yeah. and this is their busy season. What's your favorite thing to do with your grandson? Of course, read books. It mm-hmm. ranks right up there. We do a lot of wagon rides. Um, but my oldest grandson loves the guitar. Oh. And he has a little ukulele at home oh. that he just... I mean, he just strums along. You sing a song, and he oh just strums goodness. along. Oh, my goodness. Did mom or dad play? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. His dad does a lot of guitar playing and uh, worship music at their church. And So he's not just a prodigy. No. <laughs> but wouldn't that be amazing no, if he was? He just came home from a garage sale he, with a ukulele one he, day. Um, I would sing E-I-E-I-O, and oh, he just, it. yeah. Oh, so cute. Oh, my goodness. 
so cute. I know I did see a picture that you posted of him with that guitar, and I was like, oh, <laughs> my heart, yeah. my heart. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So our next question. If you could write a book about your life, or if somebody could write a book about your life, what would the title be, or who would you want to write it? I, that was, I would have to go with Jane Austen writing. Oh, about I love my Jane life. Austen. And oh. yeah, and and I would have to say either strong-willed or headstrong would be the name of it. Oh, Julie, that's such I a good answer. So much. Oh, I love Jane Austen. Now I'm just picturing you with us. That's right. Bonnet and regency you know, dress. Yes. That era. Love, love yes. that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. But then that also means that I'm now visualizing your husband as Mr. Darcy. <laughs> he would love that so much. <laughs> oh, I, I am a sucker for a good love story, too. And, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I tell you, I went to Jane Austen's house once. Oh. Yes, I went to her cottage at Chawton, and I went to her house in Bath, which is now the Jane Austen Museum. And I took an acorn from the garden outside her house in Chawton, and I left it <laughs> at her. Um, they they have a plate where she was buried in the church that has her memorial, and I left the little acorn from her house there. Because oh. I have problems, and one of them is being overly sentimental about authors I love. So, wow. Okay, so the last question, Julie, if I am yes, correct. Yes, right. Okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? What has stuck with me, and what I have tried to think of often, is treat others as you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's you know, not always hard to do, but if you keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. It's it's the golden rule for a reason. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's our five staff questions. So thank you for that. But we're going to ask you to kind of bridge into our featured service. It's more of a featured program this month. You, in addition to all the things you talked about a minute ago, about things that you do, is you also pretty much solely responsible for Homeschool Science Club, right? For yes. the most part, yeah. you plan it. Yes. So it's a service or a program that I think is really important. We have a lot of homeschool families in the, for the town our size. We do, yes. Um, and a lot of them who utilize the library. So can you talk a little bit about what Homeschool Science Club is? I try to, once again, the STEM or STEAM, mm-hmm. um, we go with something related that would not necessarily be their science for the month but Mm -hmm. in addition to what other science programs they do um, we try to get people to come here and present Mm -hmm. of course during the pandemic we did take home kits Mm -hmm. Um, at that time we tried to find something like one was about baking soda and then we would send home um, all the supplies to make baking soda biscuits. Oh, and I thought so you were going to say to make baking soda. I was no, like, whoa. No, no that's a chemical and, compound, and, Rachel. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. I was like, what do we do? Wow, we're yes. serious about this science. <laughs> what has been your one of your favorite or a few of your favorite um, presentations that we've had? Okay, we, um, a couple of months ago, we actually met at Wabash Woolen Works. Yes. And um, Lisa Gilman explained to us how they dye their yarn. Well, how they go about the whole process of curing the sheep and cleaning and carting and spinning. And it's quite amazing, everything down there. But she also showed us different plant materials that they use to create the dye for the yarn. That's so cool. She had some hibiscus petals flower mm-hmm. petals and it was a it was like a yellow petal that came out as a green yeah. dye and nice. another we um we had a fort wayne television news weatherman <laughs> i remember that one i remember that one it was really exciting yeah that it was going to happen some of those things i think oh that's cool 
that's a really cool idea. And then sometimes, I want to be there. Yeah. That's a really cool get. When Science Central came, that yeah. was another yeah. one that made me go, and they do I want to go to several different science. Charlie Creek Gardens. They are going to be here in a couple of months. and They're going to be here this month. This month. Jeez. Next week. Oh, that's right. Next week. They will be here next week. <laughs> and... They're going to be talking to us about growing herbs and give us a little insight on how you can use the herbs for not only cooking, but medicinal purposes. I think find that interesting. I mean, before we had medicine, yeah. they used a lot yeah. of herbs to do take care of a bellyache or whatever. The Indiana Donor Association is going to come and talk to us about um, human anatomy, making healthy choices, donors like uh, living kidney transplants. That's cool. That's very cool. We will have someone from Dr. Connor, Hmm. the dentist, his office. Yes. (laughs) So you go every month until school is out, right? So January through May. Um, We actually, April will be our January through April. Okay. And we'll keep telling you what topic is coming up next. But homeschool science is for any homeschool student kindergarten through fifth grade Correct. right yes okay so if if parents have sixth graders that's it's yeah. just yeah. it's going to be elementary level presentation right. that's the thing right. to to remember the most so and make sure you register for yeah. homeschool science because we are limited in the number of people that we can fit and allow and we like to prepare for so make sure you sign up make julie's life a lot easier <laughs> yes well, Julie, thank you for hanging out with us. Sure, anytime. We'll invite you back with okay. new questions next time. Okay, All right. sounds good. <laughs> okay, Laura. Yes. Do we have anything admin that we need to mention in January? Well, let me just remind everyone that January is winter. Did you notice? <laughs> Did you know that, Rachel? Yes, yes. Winter is cold. Very Sometimes snow falls from the sky, just in chunks. Mm-hmm. Whole chunks of it land. And freezes. And it freezes. Sometimes water lands and freezes. <laughs> Sometimes rain falls and freezes. Mm-hmm. Weather's weird at this time of year. So we want to remind everyone that if you are looking outside and the weather seems insane, check out our Facebook page and, and mm-hmm. for any updates about cancellations, closures, whatever it is that we have going on. Usually we don't close the building. But we may cancel story time, mm-hmm. something like that, to keep you safe at home. And if you're afraid to drive and you think your books are going to be due, call us. Mm-hmm. And we will work with you on that because we don't want you to risk being on the road mm-hmm. in a dangerous way. Remember, too, that as of last year, at yeah, some books point, don't have fines. books don't have fines yeah. anymore. So if, it, if you feel unsafe getting out in nasty weather, hold on to your book. Yeah. You can give us a call if you want and just let us know that you don't feel comfortable trying to come in, mm-hmm. but don't do something that no. feels dangerous to you trying to get our books back to exactly. us. Exactly. We don't, we don't mind. It's okay. <laughs> they will wait for it's, a couple of days. It's true. Don't worry about it. And um, if there are any changes, as there has been with um, COVID numbers, COVID levels, mm-hmm. and that causes changes in the way we do programming, we will keep you updated on that. Facebook, Instagram, those are the two best places mm-hmm. to check. Our website will also have that information at all times. Also, I would give you a quick reminder that if we are hopefully able to do all of our programming in person, check our events calendar on our website because you can register for anything through that. Mm-hmm. If registration's not required, it will say that. Yeah. But for the most part, assume that we would like you to register so we have some idea. Sure. And if it's not in person and you register for a teen craft, you've reserved yourself a mm-hmm. kit. Mm-hmm. So you'll have your name on a kit. It'll be at the children's desk. Just come and ask for your kit and we will give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think we don't have any uh, ahead of time closures. We don't have no. any planned closures no. at this time in January. We just have no idea what right. the world will bring us, and we wanted you to know how confused we are <laughs> and how threatened we feel. <laughs> we are scared. We're scared and alone, and Some, we wanted you to know. Somebody help us. Please help us. Okay. On that note, <laughs> read some books. Read some books. And tell us what you're the most interested in reading yeah. coming up in the new year. Visit our uh, Facebook and Instagram, whichever your preferred brand of social media is 
uh, check for the post that said that this episode was live and comment below it with what you're most looking forward to exactly and we would uh, love that also if you would share that post with other people let them know that we are here and talking books more and more extensively every <laughs> month <laughs> it's true that we love recommending things and that's what we do so it's, it's what we do and you know like the podcast, rate the podcast, mm-hmm. review the podcast, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Yep. yep. Uh, and stop in and let us know that you're listening. We're super excited to hear from people who are enjoying it. So someone told me they were listening to the podcast and I almost started crying right in front of them. <laughs> and we know from analytics and things like that, that we have people all over the place. And so we appreciate you. Even if you not a patron of our library in person but you're supporting us in this way we love that and we thank you so much for that and we're excited to see where this journey takes us in 2022 (laughs) so for january uh we'll wrap this up but we will see you next time Bye. bye